Yesterday, Professor Pradeep Sen and his students presented their games at the annual Gaucho Game Lab Showcase at the entrance of the University Center. Rows of tables showcased dozens of games from students that took part in the ECE 194M Intro to Video Game Development class. And that's a course that takes students with often no background in game development and has them make a game start to finish over one quarter. The games varied in themes from tower defense to first-person shooters. We got to speak to Dr. Pradeep Sen about the showcase and the relatively new program as a whole. How long has uh, this, I guess, this program been going for? So it's a relatively new program. We only started a couple years ago. And so this is our second annual showcase that we're doing. So we did one last year, and this is our second year. How do you feel the showcase is going so far? Pretty good. It's a great opportunity for the students. You know, they work really hard on these projects. They, they, uh, they work for six weeks straight, pretty much. And then they finally get to show it off to the public and sort of get, you know, some attention and some visibility because they, they worked really hard on these things. When, when you go into the program, how much uh, experience do you need? So I ask students uh, to make sure that they have strong software development skills because these games are really sophisticated you know, programs, right? So they need to know how to debug, how to get stuff working. Uh, if they can't, it's very difficult to make a big game. Uh, so that's important. But other than that, I teach them the game design principles and sort of how to make the game. And, and uh, they learn Unity framework as they're... As they're taking the class, so a lot of that they can pick up on their own as long as they have strong programming skills. What is the, uh, the importance of something like this? So it, it, there's uh, multiple things. For, this, for the point of view of the student is they actually get to work on a, on a real project that hopefully will be um, sent out to the public, released to the public. And that's something that a lot of their work at UCSB usually does not get released to the public and only sees limited, you know, only a few people ever see it. So this is an opportunity to actually get their name out and get recognition for what they did, uh, possibly get jobs and things like that from this. Um, and from, from the UCSB's point of view, uh, it's a great way, great way to get our name out there in terms of, you know, here's the content that students are producing here, and it's interesting stuff, and uh, learn more about us. So I think this kind of stuff has a broad, I mean, I don't know if you saw, but there were a bunch of kids in here just a little bit ago. So it's, it has a really broad demographic of, of folks that are interested in gaming. Uh, much broader than any other thing that we do in certainly in the College of Engineering and therefore it has the potential to change recruitment for UCSB the way we reach out outreach to kids for DI development you know for uh, for underrepresented minorities I think it's very important that we be able to reach a very diverse and broad audience at a young age and get them excited about engineering right because if you're get into engineering only when you're a senior in high school by that point it's a little bit late to do all the math and things that you need to to be there so I think it's important to reach them early, introduce them to these things, and say, hey, if you like these games, you could actually be working on these. Here's the things you need to do to get there. You know, and so they're more prepared when they're younger and to, and to go into these tracks at a younger age. So that's, that's, um, there, there's a lot of benefits for something like this because it's the only kind of software product that would appeal to that kind of broad audience. That's the, that's the thing about games. Yeah, excellent. How much work kind of goes into getting uh, the students to this place? So it depends on the game. So we have intro games and then the advanced game. The intro game was one person working for about seven to eight weeks. Um, six weeks almost full time. So, you know, uh, you can multiply out the hours, but that's a lot of hours per, for that person. Uh, and the advanced game was a team of six to eight folks working for, for um, almost 12 weeks. So it's, um, it's a lot more sophisticated project, but... Um, also a lot more rewarding for the students once we can get that out. Um, when, when, the, when the game showcase goes on, is this like a, 
How much uh, sort of public sort of play testing uh, do the students experience before you know the showcase comes up? So we do play testing within the within the course as part of the thing because that's part of the process of getting the, the games out. Uh, we just can't do it to this scale. So the this venue is one of the venues where students get to, to see people playing firsthand that they don't know. You know, usually it's their friends or friends of friends, right? Um, which is different than having complete strangers play your game. And kids, especially, they're brutally honest, right? They'll tell you if something is good or not, and, and they and they don't they're not shy about it. So it's a great experience for the students that that are in the course to see how others interact with the stuff that they they've built. And it's a good feedback for them. Uh, because in the end, when you go to industry, that's the whole purpose is you're making tools for other people to use or products for other people to use. And it's very different than most things we do in university where you only create a project for just the teacher to look at. And that's it, right? The, the audience of one. Um, it's the typical project, right? And uh, no one else really looks at it. And here's something where lots of kids are looking at it and stuff like that and trying it out and, and play testing it. So it's a very different experience and I think a very valuable experience for students to go through that now when they're still in college, as opposed to getting out in the world and then learning how to do that later. Yeah, I'm curious, uh, you said it's a relatively new program. Like, What was kind of the work that went into getting something like this started at UCSB? The first steps were really setting up the course, which involved obviously going through the department and setting up a course and explaining why we needed this kind of course, how it was different from existing courses and things like that. Um, which we could clearly argue like this is kind of a new thing we were doing here. Um, and then gradually as we build the program up, it's getting more buy-in from the other administrative places at UCSB because the hope is eventually to release the games to the public. And naturally that brings a lot of their questions about IP and questions about, uh, you know, there are all kinds of legal issues that come and the usage of the UCSB name. Um, and so we are working closely, and we've been working closely for the last two years with folks at the uh, TIA office, which is a technology and industry alliance office at UCSB. They're the ones that uh, commercialize ideas and inventions coming from UCSB. And so naturally, they're the group that we've been working very closely on figuring out all these logistics in terms of how to license the games and release them and all this kind of stuff. Because the hope is really to get the public, the greater public, to be able to play them. Um, and that way, the students will reach a much broader audience, right, than even come here to the open house, for example. Yeah, what's, uh, I guess, your background in this uh, the game development sort of? Yeah, so um, so I'm an electrical and computer engineer by training, but I started, I got into what I do now by, by writing games and playing games when I was little. So I loved video games when I was growing up, and I really wanted to write them. I didn't know how to do that, so I had to learn how to program, and I had to learn how to make things work on the screen and how to get the you know, the keyboard uh, feedback and stuff. So I kind of taught myself a lot about computers just because I had this drive and need to want to make games, right? And so um, by doing that, I learned a whole lot about computers as when I was young. And then when I went to college, it was a very natural thing to choose this kind of technical area. And that's the hope. If we can get these games out there, that some kid somewhere is playing them, and we'll certainly integrate this with the curriculum that we have, right? And we'll say, look, you know, it's not just about playing the games, it's about learning how these games are made. And at the end of the game, for example, we have a, a link to information on how to learn how to make games and things like that, because the whole purpose of this is educational, right? To show that it can be fun, but, you know, there's a whole point to this as well. And hopefully some kids somewhere start, start programming as well and get better at that and get into that, and they'll be applying to college in a few years. You know, that, that's the hope. I also got to speak with Anthony Pella, who has been working on his game Arcana for six months and hopes to one day publish his game. Arcana was a fantasy action game where you fight waves of enemies as you level up and gain new abilities. It was very polished and the centerpiece of the showcase. 
Where did you start off when you first came into the program? Like, what was your experience? Uh, well, the program didn't really exist yet. It was the first time in the class. Uh, it was the first time that class was offered. So, um, you know, I, I worked with the professor for the next class. I TA'd it, and we started the advanced game development class, which was what Arcon is producing right now, and just in time for the next round of students to build um, their next advanced game development class. When you went into the program, like, uh, how, what was your experience with uh, game development? Um, I started developing sophomore year of high school, developing video games. That's how I taught myself how to code. How are you feeling about uh, the showcase, like uh, the turnout? It's going great. I think it's going awesome. Yeah. Uh, how do you feel about your game at the showcase? I think it's going pretty good. <laughs> oh, your game was, uh, it was really fun, actually. Uh, how far did I get? I got level three. Um, there are seven stages, and um, we have three different bosses. So. Is this uh, inspired by anything in particular? Um, we kind of wanted to combine the power fantasy of uh, Diablo 3 with um, kind of the like uh, the immersiveness of a third-person shooter. Um, if you've played games like Vampire Survivors, we were also we started developing it before that game came out, but we were definitely influenced by it. Just the sheer craziness of the particle effects. You know, we want you want right up. You, we wanted the player right up close and personal with these huge spells and these big visual effects and blasting the enemies apart. Do you think you'll be uh, continuing your work on this game? Um, yeah, so this quarter we're, we're doing a little bit of an independent study. We're trying to just put the finishing touches on it before uh, we try to release it to Steam to, uh, to, for the world to play. Well, excellent. Thanks so much for your time. No problem. Mateo Vasquez was a student in the Gaucho Game Lab program before graduating last year with a bachelor's in data science. He talked about the inspirations behind his game. My game is the fittest of the post-apocalypse. Yeah, I played that, that one. That was really fun. Um, what inspired you to make that game? Honestly, it was kind of... Um, I took a previous class before this one. The class I took was for a Blender class. And one of the characters I made for that class was the blob that you play as in that game. And I decided, you know what? I, 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 I kind of want to make my game stand out a little. I don't want to... I feel kind of bad using pre-made assets sometimes because it's just like, oh... I be, it's not really mine, so I was like, you know, I'll try, I'll, I'll work with this and just see where it goes. And um, most inspirations for that game kind of came from like a bunch of other games I played before, um, like Kirby, where you know you're absorbing things, you're also swallowing things, and in, in, in like kind of taking their abilities, and also a bit of like the whole like focus on killing the ape, the, the main boss of that game, the Apex, is inspired by like Monster Hunter, where you're kind of doing the same thing, but you're like kind of focusing on killing like a, a specific monster to beat like a, a, a quest. Yeah, so you made a lot of the, the assets for the game? Yes, that's correct. Oh, that's very impressive. Um, can you just do a quick rundown of uh, how your game plays and whatnot? Yes, um, so my game is a third person action uh, game where um, you play as a blob-like uh, character named iBlob who has a blob-like body and, well, a gray blob-like body and, a, uh, and an eyeball, which is why he's called iBlob. And basically, um, you, because you're gelatinous, your health is um, dependent on how many things you absorb. So, for example, if you have no items absorbed, then you, your eyeball will get launched out. And if you get hit in that state, that means you die. But if you absorb like a bunch of things like, like guns or axes, then you kind of build up your own health. And also, you can also like, in, like, kind of use those, um, the weapons that you absorb as like your weapon. So like if you absorb a gun, you can kind of morph the eye blob to become more of a, uh, like a, like a gun mode 
where you can where you can start shooting uh, projectiles. And the more you absorb, the more power you, you gain. So like if you absorb two guns, then you can have a stronger uh, projectile. And if you absorb two axes, then your axe attack will increase. So basically, um, you play it, a bit hard to describe, but basically you're just playing as an eye blob where you're kind of like keeping, you're trying to absorb as many items as possible, but you can only absorb one at a, item at a time. And the only way to gain more uh, uh, spheres to like, to like win, is is seeking out other eye blobs across scattered across the main map and absorbing them for more power and more importantly more uh, more like stock to ink to absorb more items and the main objective is simply to kill the main boss which is known as the apex and the end goal is just killing him and beating the game that's it yeah excellent so yeah before you took this class uh, i guess what was your experience with uh, game development or like, what's your background none <laughs> none yeah um i only focused a lot like because I was in data science I really just learned more specifics about probability and all that stuff mostly in R and Python I had no experience with C sharp or like unity development at all so this was all new to me and was this a solo project or did you work with other people solo incredible yeah and how do you feel about I guess the final state of your game uh, here at the showcase I guess if there's one bit of advice I could say uh, before I say that um, don't expect your game to ever be finished if you end up signing up for it because I guess from my experience from doing the homeworks and learning more about how game development actually works games are never really done they're just ready I guess they're not there's a distinction they're just ready enough um, and I feel like that's the state of my game I feel like it's it was there was a lot of concepts I would have loved to implemented like for example in my game there's only two modes that the eyeball can do uh, axe and gun mode I wanted to add a couple, like a couple more, but yeah, I was, I'm relatively happy. I wish I could have improved a couple bugs, and you know, but I think that's what every developer wants, really. That's 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 common. So, if you're taking this class, don't worry too much about finishing. Just make sure you kind of have like, just tell yourself, is this good enough, and then you'll be fine. Yeah, absolutely. You know, now that you're uh, graduated, now that your game is done, do you, what do you see yourself? Uh, you know, do you ever see yourself implementing these sorts of? Uh, uh, things that you learned in this class, you know, in the future? Honestly, yeah. There's a lot of de uh, design practices that they that they teach in this class. Well, but most of the important things that you're going to learn are going to be from you. So if you're going to take this class, make sure you're watching a lot of YouTube tutorials. But if there's a design pattern that I would highly recommend taking from this class or, or even learning before this class, that you could probably apply it in any field really. It's like state machines. Those are super important. I had to apply a bunch of those in my game, so... I feel like for for like software development in general, learn your state machines. Yeah, thanks so much for speaking with us. Uh, is there anything else you would like to add? Um, I highly recommend taking this class if you have any interest in game development or even software development for that matter. I do think that it is probably the hardest class I've taken in my entire career at UCSB and I've taken a lot of data science classes that tackle a lot of hard things, but this class is very hands-on and there's not a lot of hand-holding, so be prepared to do a lot of research on your own, but I do think the reward, it is very rewarding when you finish, so make sure you know your limits before you go in and see if, you, if, you, if you're comfortable working in like a fast-paced environment. Um, I highly recommend taking this class if you, if you have any interest in game development. Both Max and I had a lot of fun playing all of those games and getting a look into the game development program here at UC Santa Barbara. For KCSB News, I am Reese Rand, working with Max2.